Hey there, before you listen to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast with a review of Salt Lake City 2, or Salt Lake City 1, I should say, Racetech, Racetech.com, Pulp21 is the code to save. The Nuclear Blast Yamaha t- team using Racetech, Zombie Blows using Racetech. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross years ago at Montreal using Racetech suspension. These guys have been around forever. They clearly know how to set your bike up. they got one-piece valves for YZ and two f- KX250s as well in stock. Uh, please check that out. Get your motor work done. Get your suspension work done. Change your oil. All that kind of stuff at Racetech.com. Mention you listen to Pulp and get a discount from the folks at Racetech. They've been in business for a long time, and we like them. And we trust them and you will too good people down there in uh, corona california so racetech.com for more information call there email them whatever you got to do mention pulp get a deal thanks everybody a pulp mx network production welcome to the fly racing steve mathis show presented by maxis tires renthal motorsport.com and kuba links on racerxonline.com With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,700 podcasts delivered with over 17 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Salt Lake City One review. Thank you for listening. We're going to go over what happened at Salt Lake City one and uh discuss it all break it all down with weege and jt thanks for listening everybody appreciate it coming to you from uh park city i'm up here all week so yeah uh looking forward to a lot of mountain biking and uh, hanging out with uh some buddies up here so thanks for listening appreciate it lots to get into thanks to fly racing of course big sponsors of this podcast and a lot of things we do at pulp mx fly racing 2021 and a half kinetic mesh is out now and uh, certainly not going to wear it here in salt lake but if it's getting hot where you are and you want the best vented the lightest feeling gear out there then this kinetic mesh stuff is for you so please check that out at your local dealer or favorite retailer the formula helmet Featuring Rion technology is the safest helmet on the market today. Yeah, I said that. And it's quiet and it's lightweight and it looks great. So please check that out if you're in the market for a high-end helmet. The Formula CC has a little different shell, but the same safety features as the Formula helmet. So those guys at Fly Racing's got a lot of stuff going on. And we saw Fly Racing's own Justin Brayton on Race Day Live. Uh, thanks to those guys for making it happen. Also, thanks to Maxis, Renthal, Cobalinks, and, of course, the folks at Motorsport.com. I want to talk about the folks at Maxis. UTV tires, mountain bike tires, uh, light truck tires, uh, they've got it all. MXSTs as well. The Maxxis SGB Kawasaki guys run Maxxis tires and uh, developed by Jeremy McGrath and uh, used out there by those guys. So A-Ray didn't have a great race. Jeremy Smith was up front for a little bit, but the Maxxis tires working well for those guys. So please, if you're in the market for a set of tires and for a lot of things, like I said, the Minion tires on their mountain bikes are great. Maxxis.com for more information on that. Also, thanks to the folks at Rental. Uh, you know Rental. Uh, Eli Tomac, Ken Roxon, Cooper Webb, Marvin Muskan, the winner. More and more guys are using Renthal all the time, of course. Uh, the guys like Honda and Kawasaki have used Renthal for, geez, I don't know, 
30 years or something. The undisputed global leader in manufacturing design since 1969, Renthal has become notorious for relentless obsession to detail, obsession to detail and quality through their commitment to produce the finest products on the market today. They got a history full of innovations in engineering and legendary component reliability. Un- Renthal is universally regarded as the world's most trusted brand in the pro pits and the first choice to the world's premier athletes and race teams, whether it's the Fat Bar 36, which is brand new, the fat bar, twin wall bar, seven eighths bar. They've got something that'll ha- uh, be able to work for you. And of course, they've got the uh, chains and they have sprockets and they have grips and everything else. Rental.com. A fraction of a second, a few grams, a couple of millimeters. It all counts. Welcome to the winning world of rental. Thank you to Cobolinks and motorsport.com as well. And, uh, Talk more about them later. And, of course, Arma and Onyx, Onyx Maps also on these review pods for us. So thank you for listening. Let's call up Weege and JT and break this thing down. All right, let's break down Salt Lake City 1, as I uh, said in the intro. First up, uh, he is the voice of American Motocross. He is the voice of many things out there. If you're paying, he's saying. It's Jason Wigand. What's up, Weege? Yeah. What's happening? It's very odd uh, to do this. We're doing it on a Sunday morning. I guess you guys are. Are you both staying in Salt Lake the whole time? No, no. JT has left. I'm. A, oh. Did you see, Steve, the hilarity of the riders trying to get home last night and doing press conferences that, while trying to get on airplanes? That was something I'd rather forget all about. Oh. All, all about. I, 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 just, I didn't know there were topics that you ever felt that way about. I mean. It was brutal. Marvin Muscan wins his first race in two years, and he can't work a phone, and he's at an airport, and he speaks for 30 seconds. Coop. They, Coop. they asked him a question. He, was, he had to put his phone through the security x-ray while it's on the Zoom call. Marv <laughs> might have had his worst nightmare. He couldn't talk. <laughs> it, it, it absolutely must be his worst nightmare. And, and, and it Coop. sounds like a great press conference to me. And Coop. <laughs> And Coop is, is on the verge of clinching this championship, you know, could have maybe got dirty with his teammate, uh, blah, 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 blah. All these sort of subplots you want to talk to Coop about. Yeah, nothing really. He's got to go. We never yeah, saw, we if, never saw Malcolm. Yeah. Oh, we saw Malcolm for, I don't know, a minute. I don't, I don't even know. Yeah. JT, hilariously, you have Marv like on mute and we think he's trying to talk, but we think he's on mute, but he's in an airport. So he also has a mask on. So you can't see his mouth and you can't hear. So you can't tell what is going on. Wow. It's poor Marv. It's unbelievable. It was an unbelievable. It just needed it just as someone told me, it just needed to wait until today. That's it. Yeah, just do it Sunday night if, yeah, if those guys are on a red eye. How do you how do you pre plan that, right? You're you're there's so many people that some people are flying back to California, some people are red eyeing back to Florida. Like I don't know, man. I don't know. But that's Jason Thomas, by the way. Two time German supercross champion. Wow. Terrible intro. <laughs> I mean, he's already talking, so I didn't really know how to do it. Uh, I'm out in Park City. Uh, one of the worst decisions I've ever made in my life. Um, that might be overstating it. Yeah, it, it is. But um, that time I was feel like becoming a hockey fan is tough to beat. Um, <laughs> it's it's cold here. It's uh, it's overcast. We're gonna try to get some mountain biking in today, but I don't know. It just it's. I, Would I'm, you- all, I'm all by myself. Would you agree that mountain biking is your, the number one priority in your life? No. Really? I, I feel that way. And, and I don't feel like it's a, it's a chore. I believe you prioritize this on purpose. I've never seen someone so dedicated to a craft that has nothing to do with income or aspirations. 
I mean, it's great. You just genuinely enjoy it, but I've never seen someone this dedicated. If you put this much effort into a racing career, you would be multi-time AMA. That that is not true. That's just, that's an insane (laughs) statement. As usual, you're way out there. Um, Okay. I'm so serious. I was so serious with it too. All right. So do we talk about the race, Marty or Daniel Blair? Where do we go? Let's get Marty out of the way. I mean, this is big. This is huge, I'd say. Did you guys see his social today? No. no. He no. posted his crash, and it's hellacious. Oh, yes. <laughs> they showed it on TV. Oh, they did? Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't. I will watch it right now. It is uh, unbelievable. So, Marty Davalos becomes a rookie of the year in the 450 class last year, and then he retires the next year. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever been done either, but Marty takes the path of, of uh, you know, not, not a straight arrow. But Martin Davalos announced his retirement. He had a bad crash at uh, press day and broke his collarbone, uh, knocked himself out, and then said uh, he was going to quit anyways. Uh, and so he, he hung it up, and we don't have Marty anymore. And this saddens me, JT. Yeah, you know, I hate to see people go out on injury, right? That's that's never any fun. It wasn't serious, right? A collarbone, he'll be fine in a couple months uh, and probably have zero, like, residual effects. It just, it's a bummer. I would have loved to see him finish the series on a high note. But to me, when I think of Marty, we'll always have the Atlanta heat race. Atlanta 2, the heat race is something. Was it Atlanta 1? 2. It was 2, right? No, 1. No, I think it was 1. It was, oh, it was muddy. 1. Okay. Mud. It yeah, was yeah. muddy, yeah. It's always going to be number one for me. I can tell you that. Uh, it was one of the greatest, most terrible races at the same time I've ever seen someone put together. Has there been a faster rider? And I, and I say this knowing James Stewart is in the running here. Has there been a faster rider to crash more than Martin Davalos? Stu. I don't know. I feel like Marty crashed more than Stu. Stu went, uh, Stu went a long time with, you know, barely any crashes. And then, I, don't, yeah, I don't believe that. And then they I, add, I don't believe that. They added up big, you know. He crashed a lot, even when he was winning and at his best. It, it wasn't always in a main event where it cost him to win. But, man, you go back to some of his practice crashes. I, I don't know. I think that they're, uh, you know, six and one, half a dozen the other. Weege, do you have a, a tie break on this? Yeah, this is definitely a quantity over quality thing, right? Marty's crash. Marty has had some insane crashes, including this one that that ended it. But we always say it's the front end washout, right? And yeah. Stu would wash the front with those, you know, steel blocks in his forks, also. But the Stu crashes that you think of is that they're massive crashes. So it's more of the a lot of small crashes for Marty washing the front, and huge endos on a quad for Stu. So it's quantity over quality. I don't know how you rate that. Sometimes. I mean, I mean, Stu did lose the front. You alluded to it. His, his yeah. fork setting, you know, he, he did have little crashes. I can remember Anaheim crashes where he would just wash the front end out. He, a lot of times he was so damn good. He would come back to win yeah. and it's whatever. It's a pointless argument, but right. uh, either no, I, way. Marty's king working. of the front. I will not have yeah. any, yeah, agreed, any agreed. arguments. Agreed. King of yes. the front and wash. It's, it's yep. uh, JT brought this up in our fly racing show. Uh, there's never been a guy to have a, a better, a worse relationship with somebody that he trusted than Marty with his front tire. It continually <laughs> let him down. God, he just, he just would never give up the faith on that front tire. I, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, never. It, it, it's amazing. It's amazing. It, it treated him so poorly over the years and he kept going back to it. I tell you the real winner of this is Dunlop. 
because <laughs> never has, has someone really put a product to the test like Marty Davalos in that front tire. Uh-huh. So from here on out, everything about the front tire is going to look better. Well, we're going to miss Marty. Um, his blazing speed, the man who took down AC's fast lap record last year. <laughs> That's right. You know, the, right. the man who, who should have won a 250 title, but for a snap chain. Yeah, he got immigration. A man who should have won another one if it wasn't for immigration. <laughs> yes. And a man who made a lot of money in the 250 class. Think about, think about those two titles there. That's, I'm going to say, 800,000. That that's gone. I, I'm just guessing, right? Yeah. It's usually. I think uh, the team he was on. It's around three hundred fifty thousand for a Supercross championship. Um, depending on some some teams are five hundred, but let, let's uh, just uh, say seven hundred fifty to a million dollars. That is gone. Um, oh. he. Uh, I mean, we. I had a lot of tough love for him over the years. A lot of tough love. I'm not. I'm not. I can't shy away from that. We had a complicated <laughs> was it love, though. We had a complicated relationship. As I think, he. As he said many times in interviews, many people, and I think yes. he just met me. Many I think adding love, <laughs> adding love to the end of that is maybe unfair. <laughs> it is one of the all-time Houdini magic tricks that you somehow turned your complete and total negativity mask and a gun. He's stealing money from teams into all I was ever saying is that I believed in him so much more than any team that I wanted him to race a 450. It is unbelievable how you managed to tilt. Thank, thank you. The, thank I won't stand for it. I will thank not you. stand thank for it. Thank you, Weege. I appreciate that. I'm glad you've seen this through this. I appreciate seen through that, it. That's that you you're, not, it. you're not seen buying it, JT. Seen through it is exactly right. Saw, you nailed it. saw through the harsh words into the love. Oh, Weege saw through the harsh words and knew no, what I meant no, in my this heart. this is a magic trick. This is an illusion. <laughs> how somehow Marty, you're Marty's guy. That is unbelievable. I don't no, know what I, I'm doing. I'm not here for that at all. <laughs> Listen, and and he, he he made a podium in a triple crown, I believe, in a 450 class. He put podiumed outdoors on a Husqvarna 450. He was uh, uh, an all-timer and... and, and yeah, he's the man, Marty. Hey, I'm pumped for Marty because, look, the 250 thing will always haunt him um, because certain many people would say that he's been in the 250 class too long. But he did get to do it. He got two years on good equipment, bore and stroke. They were changing whatever he needed with that tether team. He did at least get to go out because there was a chance at the end of, that would have been 2019, right? Yeah. Where he was going to never get a shot at 450 Supercross. So at least he lived his and, dream. And, and but I... Did he not sign a two-year deal this year? Did he not? Yeah. Come? He said that. I feel in an interview yep. that he signed a two-year yep. deal. So, so you think there could be some litigation? No, no, no. I just feel like he something changed his mind, right? No, I'm like, kidding. I'm oh, kidding. Okay. Yeah. Something changed yeah. his mind this year. Uh, I think it was a rough season. It was a very rough season. And and also, don't remember, don't forget, Marty's, I, I think, first ever 450 Supercross. Well, first one that he was as a 450 rider. He, he rode 450s once on once for the something Rockstar team like or something? Yeah. In practice only or something? Yeah, he I didn't ride the night show or whatever. Yeah. But but Marty went into the 450 class cartwheeling across Anaheim Stadium with his with his bike. <laughs> and that, and that's how we remember Marty, those moments. Um, he, and also, we'll always have Geneva, where I helped him with his fork. Ooh, and yep. what happened to the race? Well, he watched his front end out while leading. <laughs> Justin Brayton won, yes. <laughs> yes. So... Um, <laughs> But we're not going to have Marty to talk about on his pods, and it saddens me. I mean, he was a constant fixture. 
in this review pod. So. What we need, I mean, look, we managed to keep Stu alive. We, we said that last night. You're like, what are we going to do? How are we going to, Marty's done. How are we going to talk about him? And, and somebody brought up, I think it was our buddy Paul Parabinos is like, you've kept Stu alive for years. Yeah. Uh, and look, Stu is back now. Stu is back. He's Sexton's coach. He's more relevant than he was two years ago. I think we need to hope that Marty somehow sticks around. Could Marty be a coach? Would, would you trust Marty to be your coach? <laughs> I mean, just trust should, that yeah, front he, he should go into tire testing. I mean, shit, Stu's a coach, and that that might have never – I never would have thought that, right? So who knows? Yeah. So. Well, he settled Sexton down. You're not seeing big crashes. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not at all. You're right. <laughs> Absolutely. He should uh, he should go coach Amart on how to forever be a 250 guy. They, they would be the ultimate unstoppable force. You shut your mouth. What do you mean? What? It's the ultimate the ultimate complex that you re- are unwilling to acknowledge. Marty had factory equipment for so many years. Troll was on garbage mics. I mean, they're not comparable. What do you mean? What what has Troll been on for the last yeah, five years? The last five years have been good good Troll bikes, but Marty has a twelve year career of every. But the first couple of years on Star bikes when they were just Yamaha, they weren't a Yamaha factory support team. Other than that, Marty had factory bikes from MDK KTM on. But does that mean Troll's not supposed to ever try the 450? I, I don't know that. No, I'm, I'm looking for a correlation. My whole thing was Marty's Marty. It was time to go. You've had good bikes. It's not but happening. It's not getting Amart's done. had good bikes for the last five years. Yes, though. just recently. Yes. Recent. Five, five, five or and, more years is not and, all that recent. And Trolls and trolls out there grinding. He may, we may get it this year. For a 450 ride? Okay. Um, I, just, I just want you to, to uh, beat, the, uh, beat the drum here a little bit because apples, you refuse to do that. It's apples to oranges. Troll won an outdoor moto last year. Like I'm not, I don't know. I'm not sure on this you're, you're absolutely right i think it's you're very sure. very convenient for you to take this stance we're talking about you marty know, here like, you know in the navy that there's like 300 different types of knots that you can tie something like that yeah <laughs> no i didn't but okay okay yeah that's like there's 300 different ways to tie a knot if you're in the navy you know how to do this sheep shank steve's the logic steve uses there's 301 ways that he can twist and tangle 250 rules <laughs> and now it's both a positive and a negative depending on the scenario it's not, incredible it's not the same tangled in knots uh moving on marty we love you we got marty Stu, and you two disagreeing yeah marty we love you um we, he also he'll be on the Pulp Effect show on Monday tomorrow. So I hope he doesn't listen to this pod because he retired and all we did was pretty much laugh at him for the last ten minutes. So <laughs> Marty was fast. Yes, Marty was good. Marty was I good. I, I don't laugh at him at all. I, I mean, he's he's the greatest motorcycle rider from his country ever. Like, there's to me that's if nothing else, that's pretty damn impressive. Like he could go home and be forever that. And for people that don't think that's ever a big deal, like ask them about Ernesto Fonseca in Costa Rica. The guy was like a national hero. You know, there, there is something to that. Uh, Daniel Blair in the booth. I watched a little bit of it this morning. I uh, watched some highlights, and then I was watching a little bit of the uh, beginning of the show. And our buddy DB, I think he did pretty well. I, he did a good job. Weed, you're the TV expert here. You, you do that exact same job for the Nationals. What would you think? Yeah, well, I'm not surprised at all. He did awesome. But, I mean, dude, if, there, I, if I got about stock in – Daniel would be good. I would have done it. Like, I don't think there's any even surprise here. We got a motorcycle person doing that spot. Uh, it just helps 
immensely. I'll tell you from personal experience, when you have all these stories and you have all this info and you just know so much about how races unfold, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised at all. He was great. Good for Daniel. Um, you know, hey, I'm going to be full disclosure. I would love to have that job. I would. But as I've said a million times, if I can't do it, and I guess I can't, I would at least love to have someone who's, you know, really good at it, right? So he is really good at it. So good for Daniel. And uh, I mean, they're saying this is a, you know, one time thing. Uh, but who knows? I would not mind uh, him doing it again. He did a great I, job. I haven't been on Vito. Are there any threads about Daniel Blair ruining my sport? <laughs> any of that? I have not seen any of that, now. Okay. All right. Just checking. Because, I mean, I do feel like, you know, everybody likes Daniel for all the reasons we just said. So, um, but, you know, he, he's never been a play-by-play guy. And as I've said many times, Weege, that's the real skill, in my opinion, is getting in and out of the breaks, promoting what you need to promote, throwing to your analyst, but then also throwing it out, bringing it back from your analyst when you need to. Like, it's a tougher job than, than the analyst. I will say that over and over. And I've done both jobs on a low level at the Montreal Supercross. I was the play-by-play guy, and I was the analyst. And I've done both jobs. And so, to me, that's the tougher job. And Daniel doesn't have any experience with that. So, good job if he, if he did it from what I saw and what you saw. That he did yeah, well. yes and no. He, he did an excellent job of that stuff. Like, I noticed when he was, say, throwing it to J-Bone, and we can talk about J-Bone here in a minute. I'm like, okay, so at one point, he's trying to get a point out, throw it to Ricky, and he knows he's got to get it to J-Bone, and he was handling all that. You know, you don't even realize when you're watching it because he does it so right. smoothly. However, he doesn't not have experience because I think the 12 hours of day that he had to host Race Day Live and all these other things, it wasn't completely separate from that. It wasn't quite as like, fast-paced. Yep, yep. But coming in and out of breaks and sending it to this and now we're going to throw to this and now i got to talk about this for five minutes uh to me it sounded like race day live so he had more experience than than it probably seemed it's a good point you're right yeah yeah, yeah you're right he's been doing that a yep. lot um i asked people on twitter about j-bone and um yeah everyone was pretty positive about that too that one came out of nowhere um but we you and i have talked to j-bone a ton he's a great guest on my shows uh he's been interviewed as a mechanic live on TV a hundred times, he's, you know, done the team manager. Like I wasn't surprised that he did well. And I guess he did according to my Twitter feed. Well, uh, I know. What do you want your tombstone to say? Steve, when you're, when you're gone, um, he, knew? he knew, he knew. Yeah. I believe this has been your concept for 10 years. That yeah. They should have this. Absolutely. Right? Well, I, I haven't watched the show yet, so I don't really know what they did with Jay bone. I got, I got texts and tweets that he was, you know, more mechanically inclined as far as what was going on with the bikes. So I haven't watched it yet, but um, that's what I've always wanted. Yes. Yeah. That was the concept. Uh, right. Everything he was doing was from a mechanic standpoint or a bike standpoint from, Hey, uh, Craig crashed. What do they have to fix on his bike? Here's um, uh, the pit boards, what they're putting on the pit boards. I, uh, I think he did a good job, but what I think really hurts is if they're going to do this more, be it him or somebody else, they've got to get to the point where they're talking to people. He, he was reading pit boards, and he was looking like, hey, you can see that they're changing a shock on Jim yeah. Lawrence's bike. Right. But he's going to have to get to the point where he's like, I talked to this guy, I talked to that guy. Now, that might be yeah. he's never done it before. That might be COVID rules. Um, to get to that next level, uh, he has to be start talking to mechanics, which I'm sure he could. Or, or the teams need to be a bit, not so much state secrets on what they did. Like I remember Mike Webb was interviewed a, a one time about maybe James when James was there and they were like, well, what'd you change? He's like, we just changed some settings. And they're like, well, what, which, which settings did you do? And he's like, we just changed some settings. 
yeah. something like that. We're like, no, we yeah. need like, would it kill the viewer to know that? Hey, we went with more high speed here because James said this, or you know, the rider said that. Like, right. That's what kind of stuff I think would be great. Yep. So if he adds, and look, J Bone knows everybody, and everybody knows J Bone, right? So it wouldn't be hard, I would think, for him to get that. And I could even tell him, like, it's. I always say it's like when you're in school and you have to cheat for a test, and you make it, you you cram in one hour to make it seem like you talk to a thousand people. You really only talk to four uh, to make yourself sound smart. Uh, you add that element, and I think they've got a really cool right. concept here. But you have to have some sources. Oh, it's good. Good for those guys for trying something different, for sure. You know, uh, and Justin Brayton was in the race day live. He's great. Amazing. Incredible. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> JT. Yo. JT, did you see, did you see Brayton? I did. Yeah. I talked to him a bunch of times. How about Brayton making a shirt that was both classy yet had logos on it? Not shocking. <laughs> Not shocking. Yeah. Incredible. Brayton got a gray, uh, gray plaid or gray, uh, whatever wool shirt or so, whatever material, and he got muck off Honda and Fly in, embroidered on it for this for this appearance. Amazing. Incredible. Yep. <laughs> Any other guy would have been like, "Hey, somebody give me a shirt. Somebody do this for me." Right. Right. He took the bull by the horns. Took it next level. Just just like he did in Daytona, Weege. Oh yeah. yeah, and in Geneva, and with in Marty, Ge- yeah. But uh, no, listen, yeah, good, good job for those guys for trying something new. Um, I, we could hear Brayton in the uh, in the press box, and he sounded like really good. So that was awesome. I think that went pretty well with Dan Hubbard and everything. So um, yep. yeah, something new. And, and J Bone, I, I, that that came out of nowhere, JT, like nowhere. <laughs> hey, everybody, yeah, like I was. We were just away. with we were just with J Bone for a whole day. Uh, I was in North Carolina. He never mentioned a word. He never said anything and didn't, you know, and obviously maybe he's not supposed to say anything for that point, but, um, that came out of nowhere. But that, yeah. Cool. I talked to, uh, I talked to Bondo a little bit who, uh, you know, produces these shows and, and that was the goal, right? They, without hoping for someone to have issues, they were quietly hoping that someone would have some sort of mechanical difficulty where J bone could really get insightful in the pits. And that's really kind of where they wanted him to be posted up. I don't know where he spent most of his time, but that was the thought process. Just like you mentioned is if something goes on where they're having to fix a bike or change something like he will have much more insight than anything they've ever offered because, you know, simply put like, yeah. you know, Rowage Wood or even Daniel Blair or Wilker, they don't, they don't know that technical aspect, uh, like, like J bone Wood. And, and did he say just jump the jumps? Weech. Dude, the first thing he said on race day live, his first stand up was that, Oh my God! So it was Phil and Brayton and everyone else that's ever ridden for JGR? <laughs> were, they, were they laughing? It was it was incredible because the, um, there may have been some like drinking games and like let's see if J Bone says this and how many times he's going to say that and jump the jumps, which J Bone says was his always his philosophy. Yep. Do the jumps immediately. <laughs> they go to him on race day live before they go out and practice. And they're like, what, what, are the, what should the riders be looking for? And he's like, well, I want them to do the jumps quickly. A lot of guys don't want to do that. And I'm like, oh, my God. Eight seconds. <laughs> that was, JT, that was literally what every rider said. J-Bone gave them for advice right away all the time. Just jump the jumps so right away. Several hungover people in the Charlotte, Statesville area this yes. morning. Yes. yes. Unbelievable. Oh, that's good. Good for J-Bone. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, let's get into the race. Uh, quite a change from Atlanta. 
um, as far as the track and everything else. You were used to those three Atlantas. I didn't have Marvin Muskan winning, but good job, Marv. Uh, really rode well. He was struggling with those whoops. They weren't even that tough, but during practice, during qualifying, he looked like he was struggling a little bit. But um, and even in the main, he looked like he was struggling a little bit. Uh, I didn't have him winning a race. I didn't have him holding off Cooper Webb uh, last that night or last night, JT. I didn't have either one of those happening. Um, I definitely thought Cooper was going to get him, and uh, I did not think he was going to even you know be in the mix for a win. So good job to Marv. Yeah, he got it done. Uh, multiple levels, as you mentioned, right? He, I, I was very surprised that he was able to not only maintain the gap with with Kenny early. What's, yep. ha- what's, hap- what's happening there? Nothing. Sorry. Okay. Uh, and then not only that, was he able to close the gap on Kenny, which, which I believe forced the mistake for Kenny. I, I don't, I, I think if Marv isn't able to close in there, then Kenny is just able to maintain his pace and no problem. He got Kenny out of his comfort zone. Order. Kenny goes down, uh, yet again, another difficulty by, by Roxon. And then, yeah, the, um, the one thing we've been able to count on here is, is web closing late, which I am going to be uh, harassing one of my friends here momentarily about web, not closing the deal in the end. But yeah, I think all of us were waiting for web to make the move late and, and to Marvin's credit, he was able to outfox the Fox. It just doesn't seem possible. And, and Marv got it done. Weege, what'd you think? I am so happy that Marv held off web because the constant attacks on Twitter from conspiracy theorists believing that anyone on a gas gas or a Husky or a KTM is moving over, slowing down, helping Webb at like round five. We now have proof that they do not always do this. I know that they did do it. I know Marv pulled over for Dunge once, and I know that the next week in Vegas was just like a, 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 a caboose. Like, we have to stay behind Dunge. We have to stay behind Dunge with Baggett and Anderson, Marv, everybody in that race. Okay. So we have a little bit of data that one time when it was down to like every point counted and they might win the title by one point. Yes, they will pull those tricks. But there are, again, people don't remember, hundreds of other races where the dudes just race each other heads heads up. So I was so pumped to see they don't always just make everybody pull over for Webb every time. So good for Marv and good for KTM. And now I've got data. This is what happened. Somebody asked Anderson in the press conference, I think in Atlanta too, because he passed Webb, like, uh, you know, what are the team orders? And Anderson said something like, you know, yeah, I do have to be careful around him. I think meaning I don't want to take him out, right? Right. So then people are like, he just admitted it. He just admitted it. And I'm like, he cannot admit that they're fixing races in a race where he passed Cooper and beat him. He beat him in that race. So I'm happy to know. You like, got to really stop reading YouTube comments, Weech. I mean, <laughs> you got to really let this. Th- I mean, I, I didn't think you're coming at this angle at all. Like, who cares? We know that doesn't happen at the final race. Sure, like shit goes down or whatever. Like when they need help, it happens. It's happened in the sport a hundred times. But I mean, you're really addressing this hard. <laughs> oh, really? You don't? You don't have this? You don't get this vibe? I don't. No. I. I don't. I, I may get the vibe, but I don't care. Right. It's yeah, really more my stance. Right. Dude, I had a guy coming after me. Barsha fell at Atlanta three when he was behind Webb, and someone's like, "Oh, Barsha got behind Webb," and then immediately started losing time. I'm like, "Dude, he fell." Like, can we <laughs> this stop? Is, this is so much weeds, though. He will stop and talk to literally anyone at a race. Yeah, anyone. So, so then he, he will, will talk. So this is very much weeds, so right? He's in the comments. Comment. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. commenting back to people. Right. He's engaging everyone on YouTube, on Vital, on racetracks comments, on everywhere. 
And then that carries over into his real life. And you cannot literally cannot go anywhere with Weech because it's going to take an hour to walk 25 yards. So, yeah, I, this, I'm addressing right. I'm addressing the concerns as a journalist that the fans have on the ground floor. And that is that Roger DeCosta fixes every race always all the time. And you he were, fixes the whoops. He pulls riders over. This didn't happen. Marv beat Cooper. Cooper could have used those points. Literally driving you insane as well along the way. Congrats, Marv. You won heads up. Hey, what does this mean for Marv's uh, career here? Like this is a this is big, I'd say. Um, yeah, well, he apparently had his offer from KTM, what we hear, right? Um, I thought he was maybe going to retire. I really did. This has been a tough year for him, man. This has not been the smooth and consistent Marvin Muskan of the past. Um, he's made a lot of mistakes. He's hit the ground. He's been up and down. Like One thing you could always count on for Marv pre Twenty pre-2020 Supercross was like, hey, look, he may win, but if he doesn't win, he'll be top five. Right or a podium, like just yeah. all the time, just all the time. Uh, this year has been way more up and down for him, but to get a win is big, um, you know. So good job for Marv. So do we? we do we think Marvin stays at KTM? Because that, that would be, in my opinion, that would be three guys there, which would be a change for them. Yeah, yeah, I think he does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I did not. I did not expect him to go three guys, but that's cool. I, I like adding guys to factor teams. That's yes, cool. absolutely right. I heard last night that AP is leaning towards KTM. So uh, I would bet a significant amount of money that's already done. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So that'll be. Yeah, impressive. I think that they with Marv. I think it's this is the way it should be, right? I think I, I think it's going to be at less money than Marv is probably making with his current contract when right. he was signed as a potential title guy. But I think if you look at this is the way it should go. Like, hey, let's stay loyal to each other. Let's ride it out. Maybe we can't pay you what we used to pay you, but you know, between him being a Red Bull guy for 15 years and a KTM guy for 15 years, like let's just do the right thing. Yep. I, I hope they do it. Yep, yep, I, I think so. I mean, good, good job for Marv, right? Um, and so, Roxon, that crash was something I would do at Western Raceway, first of all. Um, second of all, Marv was catching him, as, as JT said, and uh, that was Weege. Another rough night for Kenny. Like I don't, I don't know where that came from. That was not a, not a good showing. He was interviewed afterwards. He certainly didn't look. He looked shook. I have to say, he looked he looked rattled uh, on the interview. And I, and I get it, man. That, that he had it again, and and that he was getting caught, and and that crash was so not something that one of the world's best riders does. And yeah, now he's same got yet sixth. different. It's the same yet different. It's exactly the same scenario kind of as last week, right? But at least there, he crashed going through, as the riders said, both he and Webb said, it might have been the gnarliest set of whoops I've seen ever in a Supercross race. Yeah. So that's one thing. But, yes, this is the way I crash. Like yeah. yeah coming out of a turn, like just falling over. Like, <laughs> just help uh, me. Yeah. So I don't know. It's the same but different. It, it's, it's unbelievable. Steve, I know you and I try not to go too far into the, the mental mumbo jumbo, as I call it. Like he's cracking and dudes are in his head and he choked. I try to not go too far down that path. Um, I, but I do not get this one. Crashing in the whoops while leading a race and the whoops are gnarly. I think you can take it. You don't necessarily have to say that's pressure or that's choking. But but last week he, when he picked his bike up, he was still five seconds ahead, which is a lot. Yeah, this one, as you said, Marv was closing down. Marv had it down to what one point one. It was five. It was. Well, I was paying so much attention to the Anderson Mookie Sexton thing going on that all of a sudden I look up and JB's next to me, and I'm like, Marv's catching him. Like I I hadn't. I just thought Kenny was gone. So yeah. I wasn't really watching Marv make up time on Kenny. I was very surprised to see that. 
it was very, very slow and methodical. It yeah. wasn't like, you know, it was just a 10th here, a 10th there, right. but it, it was very surprising for me. I just did not see that coming at all. Uh, and I, I would bet you, you know, I don't know that you would ever admit it, but I would bet you that Kenny was just as surprised, if not more than oh, we were. Yeah. hundred percent. Right. I mean, Marv catching him late in a race. Like, yeah, exactly. And it, yeah, it was like, what, halfway, well, halfway or yeah, halfway, whatever. Yeah. Right. Marv has had good races this year on the podium, but this probably is a difference. And Steve, I know this is a big thing for you. When you go to the races, I haven't been to as many as you, but I've been to half of them or whatever this year. We're able to see Marv and maybe people aren't seeing him on TV. Marv has had good races this year, and he's gotten some podiums. But at no point in qualifying, he's won some heat races, but it's usually like he gets a start. He hasn't shown the 2018, 2019, 2017 that he can go as fast as Kenny or Eli or Cooper. Yeah, no. We haven't seen that. He's been good, but he hasn't been that. Like, this is the first time where I'm like, dude, Marv is just literally as fast as any other dude in the track. I mean, that, that Orlando round was really the only one. That's know, true. He, he kept Coop honest. He did. Yeah, that's really the only one where I'm like, man, Coop, Coop or uh, Marvin could win here. You know, he's yeah. just as good as the other guys. Every other time it's been crashes or just off the pace or something. Right. Well, what we'll see is like uh, at one of the Atlantas, like Marv was just in like eighth or ninth or something, right? And he just wasn't making up ground where 2018 Marv would, as you said, Steve, he would just never finish ninth. He just never. No, no, no. It would take, it would take, um, yeah, it would take a massive thing to be outside the top five. Right. So Uh, this was surprising to see him. This is three years ago level, Marv. It's not what I had seen much of in the first 15. Also talking about Webb, like he didn't win this race, but I thought he was going to, and he just finished, you know, less than a second behind again with the Webb stuff, dude, Halfway through this race, he was going to get passed by Mookie in the whoops. Mookie just couldn't quite get it done. He was just riding around. He was nothing special. He just looked okay. You know what I mean? And then and then, literally as he's catching Marvin, JB and I are like, can you believe this? Can you believe this guy? Like he was just a guy for half the race. But if it's Marvin there... Is it a shocking? It's not as shocking for me. And, and that's not, I, I'm not trying to insult or take anything away from Marvin at all, but just throughout the, the width of the season and everything we've seen from this season, it doesn't shock me that he would catch Marvin. Later. No, but I, I'm saying any rider, like he didn't look, he just looked okay. But that's he, just what he does. Well, like, yeah, yeah, we, no, we, just, yeah, this, we, that's why we, this, my point is an appreciation right. point of Cooper we, Webb. We shouldn't like, be shocked anymore. This is just who he is. And it's, it's incredible. It is incredible that this is who he is, but this, this is who he is. Mookie is all over him in the whoops and going to pass him multiple times and just can't get it done. And, and Sexton is right there. They're all bunched up behind Webb, and he just grinds them down and figures it out. And I think and he, just, yeah, just, uh, he's, so. he's got this ability to just take punches, right? He's just taking early punches. You know, it, he's like Drago where he's just taking punches and taking punches and taking punches until he can withstand that. And those guys run out of steam. And then it's just like, okay, now it's time. And I'm now I'm going to go kill Apollo Creed. Right. It's just like, it's, it's awesome to watch and you can see it. It's so methodical and we shouldn't be fooled anymore. You know, cause I was just like you guys, I was watching in a sec- different section of the stadium, but I'm watching it going, man, like, Webb's in trouble here. He's got a lot of guys behind him. You know, they, they dispatched Jason Anderson, which was a plus, but he was getting pressure from behind him, which he certainly didn't want, which we've seen over and over and over is that he's getting pressure from behind him. He's able to hold that off. 
and come to grips with that. And then once he comes to grips with that pressure from behind him, it seems like that rocket fuels him forward. Like it's like he gets this this momentum from the guys behind him. He's like, oh yeah, okay, it's time now, and he and he yeah. takes that and moves forward. I don't know how he does it, uh, but it's it's a pattern. I mean, it's certainly something we're seeing over and over from him. Yeah, Brighton and I were just both. Like, can you believe this guy? Can you can you believe that he's going to win this race? Like just you know, just whatever. But yeah, good job for for Cooper Webb. Uh, Malcolm Stewart, third place, no breather needed. Great in the whoops, of course. First career I was, podium. I was really impressed with, with Mookie. So, uh, that was an incredible ride from him. So with Yamaha getting third, fourth, and eighth, and Barsha having trouble at Salt Lake with a 14th, maybe Barsha's troubles last year weren't, wasn't the bike, Weech. Ooh, that is a hot take. <laughs> I know, I know. Listen, it's, I'm not even backing it. I'm, I'm going to back down immediately from that take. I, I think, uh, luckily, there's two races in Salt Lake. We need more data than this. I mean, let's see. Barsha falls, and it breaks his bike in the heat. He has to go to the LCQ. He right. crashed in the second turn of the main. I think he crashed again. Crashed again, I don't yeah, think I can. Yeah. I, don't, uh, I don't think I can take any how well was he riding or how well was the bike performing. Barsha uh, busts out of it, Salt Lake or oh. Blue Crew. <laughs> better this is not a motivated take at all right no, no not at all <laughs> not at all blue crew better as the headline no not, blue not crew at all. better than barsha <laughs> oh god <laughs> no but for real it is interesting right the the star guys we know the factory yamaha guys last year struggled at this place we'll, we got another race so let's let's take a look at that data when we see it but uh yeah it is interesting for sure but so i got a little i got a little little bit of insight um I've been getting out there getting scoops. Mm. So the, the feeling was that uh, Mookie was a little bit off in Atlanta. Um, he rode some outdoors, which, you know, he hasn't done in a long time. And, it, and I think he was really putting in an effort in other areas that he hadn't been in a while. And coming into Salt Lake, they kind of backed off of all that, let him rest some and kind of get back to full strength, which they did not feel like he was. Um, so there's a little bit going on there behind the scenes as maybe as to why he wasn't his, his best self in Atlanta. No breather the last two weeks. No breather. So that was good. Because last week yeah, he mid- was mid-race. good. Atlanta 3 well, was and, good. And that, yeah. That's part of kind of what I'm alluding to is they felt like that mid-race breather was from a lot of midweek effort. Like they had been really pushing midweek to try to get better, and they, they felt like that was showing up on the weekends in a negative way. Well, good job for, for Mookie. Uh, Ferrandez fourth, kind of slowly hey, worked his way up. What? If you're blue crew there, Steve, yep. which you are, uh, look, both Plessinger and Barsha were terrible last year at all the Salt Lake races. So they got a third and a fourth here on Yamahas. Is that something? That's what I'm saying. Okay. I think you cannot say anything about Barsha. His race was a disaster. We don't even know how well he, he, he could podium next week. Did Barsha, did Barsha need a Yamaha last oh, night? Oh, my God. Did Barsha need to be on blue? They were much better, these two Yamaha guys, right. uh, than the two Yamahas that were racing in Th- Salt Lake. That's all I'm saying. That's all Whatever I'm they're saying. paying you is not enough. Oh, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, no, no. On a, on a non-biased point, I wanted to point out that the Yamaha guys enjoyed success last night. They and, did. and they didn't at all. Yeah. At any point in seven races, did they ever inf- no. have any success last year? So, yeah. so do we? Do we credit Star for that? I mean, I think you have to, right? 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't have an. Right. I don't really have an opinion. I don't right. know enough about it. But right. certainly, I, it certainly is going much better one race in than it did for seven rounds last year. Yep. Uh, good job. To I have asked okay. a lot of people about the star versus the factory bike, and I this is one end or the other. I've heard people say, oh, yeah, they've taken weight off. They moved the engine. The bike is totally different. It's so much better. It's a massive change. And then I've seen people, like, literally just scoff at the notion, like, either just a no or shaking their head and not even giving me words. Like, it is opinions on how different and how much better is the star bike compared to last year. It is all over the map. Uh, good job for Ferrandez, fourth. Uh, Sexton, big crash in practice. Big Ooh. crash. Oh, I am shocked that he was able to ride in yep. the way he did. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Fifth place. Good job for Sexton. He did had pull to... over for his teammate. Did no, he not. did not. He did not. Did no. not. Nope. Uh, Roxon sixth. And it, you know, it appears that Roxon has issues near the end of the year. Weed, you got to stay out of these comments, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got to. I just. The job of a journalist is to get the truth no, out there. And it's the not. Is they don't pull over. You think that Peter King is just hammering the comments in, in these <laughs> message boards? I don't think the job <laughs> is to engage the crackpots. No. I firmly believe that. You know that's my theory, Weege. Like, you can't. Hold on. Hold on, though. Here's the difference. Do you really think that this is just a small crackpot majority yes. of fans that think yes. that KTM pulls dudes over and stuff? Yeah. Uh, the, the ones you're engaging with? Yes. I think that's a large group of fans, well, like a significant on. slice it, of fans. It, it think has this happened. It ha- in their defense, it has happened. Marv pulled over for Dungey in New York in 2017. Right. It's in the story, period. It's happened yeah. in the sport forever. Yeah. Jason Anderson blew Chad Reed off the track in yep. Vegas in 2017 on purpose to protect Dungey. Like this stuff, ha- I mean, those guys were going around telling riders, like Blake Faggett was basically told, hey, if Dungey's around you, get out of the way. Yeah, but. Like, this okay, but this happens in the sport. It's happened in the sport for forty years. Of course, yeah, of course, yeah. It's, yeah. it's no, no big. It's deal. just not all the time. Like right. it's, it's very specific situations. Yes, there is so much data that I think it skewed a lot of fans, not just a couple crackpot theorists, a lot of fans into thinking, okay, I saw what happened with Marv. I saw what happened with Anderson in twenty seventeen. So now I'm onto it. Now I'm onto it, and I'm. I feel like it is my job to say. I'm trying to give you the accurate truth. Yes, it does happen sometimes. But if you think it happens all the time, I am going to show you data to show, no, stop, calm down. It doesn't yeah. always happen. It is, it is very much the exception. I mean, Guy Cooper should yes. be mailing some of his championship bonus to LaRocco and Larry Ward in 1990. Yeah, and along those lines, as it happens all the time, it's like every night when somebody's ahead of web, someone will send a tweet with the let Cooper buy, which is a – version of let brock buy which was what yamaha did in what i mean what year was that 77 yeah Yeah, i was gonna say the same so that is my point i'm like if this is so common and you think races are being fixed so often that this the main reference is 40 years old maybe it doesn't happen all that much all right we i want to break down the Roxon thing with JT, but we, we don't have a lot of time for you have to go. So we'll save that. But I said in an earlier podcast, JT was pinning me down. When are you, when do, when, when do we need to talk about Kenny? And I said at the second last round, we need to talk about Kenny, but, he, okay. but we can't, we don't have time right now. So we, we will weigh in next week um, with the ultimate, you know, decision on, on his thoughts on, on this argument that has been going on all year. So um, I just, why was it round 16? 
because I just wanted to see what the points were after you know going I mean, the last he's, round. He's the only person that has a chance to win the title still, other than Webb. He, so let's just uh, leave it there. Let's just you know, right? It's, it's, no, it's, yes, it's no. Almost the whole race. He's the only person, he, the only other person in the sport that has a chance to win the title going in around the 17. last two weeks. He led and yep. looked great, and then crashed and threw it away. Okay, well, Thank yeah, you. he was he was winning. You said it at the very beginning. There right. you go. Okay. The only other person <laughs> than the champion. Good luck, the only person. Good luck, Weech, next week. It Good is luck. poetic justice in the Hall of Fame of JT and Mathis disagreeing on something. That one race that you picked months ago. How does that race go? Yeah, I know. I know. But no, but Kenny he, looks phenomenal, but then it's a problem. So this could go either way. But you we can, can now go you, either way. You can literally go back and listen to old podcasts. And JT's just like, well, when, when will you tell us? When will you tell us? He'll just be, being the way he is. And I said, second last round. Like being the, the way I am. That's not a, yep. not a targeted so, comment so, at all. So that's where I was saying that at, at, at that. So anyways, uh, but yeah, we, so we, five months in advance, you pick one race and then by chance well, that race happens to have Ross because being I knew. the best rider and then having, problems. you knew that he would because be the only rider with no. a chance to win the title going because, in. <laughs> all right, we're moving on. Uh, thank okay. you. Good luck God, next week. Leach. Um, Jason Anderson, seventh JT. He was, uh, both of ours picked to win. Uh, during the fly racing radio show, uh, we both thought it was going to be that guy to win the first race. Instead, it was Marv. But yeah, it wasn't wasn't good. That was the opportunity that we had all been waiting for from Anderson. And I don't know what happened. Uh, I don't I, altitude without, sickness without, is the, the PR. What's that? I'm sorry. Altitude sickness said the PR. Oh wow, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Uh, it wasn't good. I I thought it was arm pump my opinion just watching him ride he didn't have intensity which is typical for arm pump uh, i guess yeah altitude sickness would probably appear to be the same I, I don't know but on the first lap i'm like this is this is the chance right here like kenny's in front of him sure but if if he's gonna win everything's lined up right Tomax mm-hmm. behind him like yep. everything's here for you to go do it and he wasn't able to do it so um yeah i mean it's unfortunate that if he did have some difficulties, but I was watching the race pretty underwhelmed. I will be honest. Um, we didn't see on TV, like basically he was in third and the next thing you know, Mookie's dude, in third. He, and just, yeah. he just got passed. Yeah. He just really got passed. He was making some mistakes okay. in the, in this one rhythm. He was going three onto the table in the main, which nobody was really doing uh, in the main, which is good to see. But yeah, he, it was tough deal for him. Uh, AP eighth. Speaking of AP. So yeah, we, as, as we mentioned, we think he's going to KTM. So then I heard star is going after Anderson now. So that should be interesting. And Anderson, of course, his deal is up. So that's just, should be, uh, mm-hmm. interesting to see if Anderson joins us, joins us over at blue crew. Um, Dino ninth. Good job for Dino lately. He's been much better since his DNQ, whatever that, that qualified did not qualify at Atlanta one. He has lit a fire. I don't think he's been outside the top 10 in those races. So good job for Dino and Tomac. Uh, rough night, two crashes, not a good start. That was weird. Weege. Yeah, he, he crashed, um, you know, not a good start, but who knows? He's yeah. in position to maybe do something with it in that crash. But yeah, yep. it's the thing we've seen from Tomac kind of like Marv this year. Too many times you see him in the position you've seen him in before and you're waiting for the charge to come because he will inevitably at least get fourth at worst. And it just doesn't happen. That was weird, JT. That was an odd race to see Eli Tomac on the ground twice. And then in between, not really doing anything. Like him, him and Dean were just kind of just the same. I don't know a race. I'm, I'm really racking my brain to think maybe 2017. 
Yeah, man, it's really difficult for me to find a time where Tomac has crashed twice in a main event. He he just doesn't do that. I've seen we've seen him crash, of course, but twice. That's that's really out of character for him. Yep, absolutely. all right. Uh, thanks to Fly Racing, of course, for coming on this podcast. Thanks to the folks at Renthal and Maxis. Also, motorsport.com, whether you race on the track, ride on the trail, street bike, uh, mountain bike stuff even, uh, the f- guys at motorsport.com will have you covered. Go through the banner on pulpamex.com or pulpamexshow.com and make a purchase. That would certainly help us out. they got a whole special section for Pulpamex uh, sponsors and partners on there. And uh, great shipping. F- uh, all orders, uh, free shipping over $79. they got uh, OEM parts, aftermarket parts, whatever it is. Uh, please uh, check it out at motorsport.com. You know who's sponsored by motorsport.com, Weege? Filthy Phil? Filthy Phil Nicoletti, who may retire, though, after the beatdown that he got, or he's not retiring. Yeah, Jacko, uh, they were supposed to do motos together last week at club. They didn't really do them together. They started together. <laughs> they, they dropped the gate. They were on the same gate. Uh, but I'm confused. Time. I watched a race with Phil last night. It was great. I'm confused, though. Phil was angry was upset that he was going to retire. On one, on one text, he said, I, I quit. I'm retiring. The other yeah. text, he said, what do you expect? He's the national champion. I'm number 715. Like, yeah. so what was <laughs> Different moods, different days, right? Like, I don't understand. So uh, Just Phil was great. Right. I mean, that's what I kept riding him on. I'm like, how are you going to win this title if you can't send a message to Zacho? Right. And then how are you going to do this? March Banks caught him. At some point, this is my sources were telling me. So, oh God! I watched it. Phil, Phil bobbled. Phil, Phil had a bad day the, the day I was there. <laughs> Phil had a bad day. I'm not. I mean, they're all bad days, but I'm number seven one five. What do you expect? <laughs> so, anyways, uh, it was fun watching a race with uh, with Phil. That's for sure. Motorsport.com. Phil Nicoletti, myself, Ryan Villapoto. Uh, use Motorsport.com and also Coba Links. Uh, these guys are based in Boise, Idaho. They make uh, lowering suspension links for everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. Use about trail riders, motocross racers, and adventure tours. Like the first link, each one seen seat in Idaho for riders of all ages, heights, and abilities. Increase your plushness, improve your cornering, gain confidence by having a lower center of gravity. Cobalinks.com, 15% off any link. Free U.S. shipping by using the code PulpMX. Use the code PulpMX, 15% off. Cobalinks.com, built in Boise, ridden and raced everywhere. Certainly will help your motorcycle skills uh, if you can uh, handle it better, and a Cobalink link can do that for you. You can also get them at motorsport.com. Thanks to the folks at Arma, of course, as well. Uh, Pulpamex20 is the code to save with Arma, whether it's Blitz, whether it's Fire. Uh, please check it out myself. Uh, uh, I use it in, I use both in a, in a water bottle when I mountain bike, which is, which is as JT says, my first priority in my life. Uh, it is. I, I put uh, Blitz and Fire into a water bottle, and uh, it's fantastic. So some Blitz for uh, hydration and some Fire for stimulant. And, of course, Weege on X Maps. Yes, Onyx Maps, 400,000-plus miles of mapped trails. We all know that people are getting outside more than ever, so here's great ways to find places to do it. So go to onyxmaps.com. It's better than just using your phone or Google Maps. It'll work when you don't have cell service. You can leave waypoints. People will leave notes. Go here, go there. Uh, Here's where you can camp. Here's where gas stops are. If you're doing something that's extremely long distance, probably works even for uh, those that love e-mountain biking. And we do know you can cover more ground on one of those, so you probably need to know where the trails are. So check out onxmaps.com or onx off-road in the App Store. Will onx tell me that my favorite trails out here in Park City are covered in snow? (laughs) You know, people can leave notes. It probably just says, yeah, don't start until May. I really wish I would have read those notes before I came here. (laughs) Anyways. 
Um, all right. Joey Savacci, 11th. JT qualified second. Um, crashed early in the main. He was up there. He started really well. So, uh, bummer for Joey Savacci, man. He was on it. Yeah, just an unfortunate but very costly mistake. Yep. That's part of it. He was riding really well all day. I, I, when he got that start, I'm like, oh, man, w- let's see what he's got. Like, it was going to be a true test. And then, yeah, didn't uh, didn't last long. Tickle 12th. I, I just – I haven't – I don't think I've spent three minutes watching Brock the last two races. I'm sorry. I just have it. Good job for Brock. I just, I never noticed him. He's like, he should be uh, the, remember Ouija, the camo company? What were you on about for? Oh, Realtree. Realtree. Yeah. We used to call Brayden Realtree. Yeah. Right, right. What do you mean the last two races? Only the last two? Yeah, like, I feel like uh, at Atlanta, one of the Atlantas, he stood out for me and I watched him for a little while in, a, in the main or something. Uh, the last two weeks, I haven't even spent any time w- looking at Brock Tickle, and I'm sorry. Uh, okay. I feel like it's been pretty invisible all year, and I don't even mean necessarily invisible as in terrible. Right. I just mean just, literally yeah. Yeah. nothing draws your attention. No. Uh, Max Anstey, 13th. Uh, Mad Max, good job. Barsha, 14th. We talked about that. Uh, Bowers, 15. Benny Bloss, 16. So this is the week, JT, that Benny's ankle is fine, and he can ride a whole main event. Thanks, Benny. Thanks. I don't think it's fine, but yeah, he, he did finish. So, uh, hopefully he can get another good race. It's not, it's not a good situation. I talked to his dad last night for a while. Um, but at the same time, he does not have a ride for outdoors. You know, that, that team only races supercross. So if you can finish, you got to finish. What else are you going to do? Well, he couldn't seem to finish when he was on my fantasy team. That is correct. Uh, I talked to Bowers for a podcast last week. He's, he's definitely looking arena cross for next year as, uh, as he should. And by the way, everyone thinks, Weege, that KP's interview with me, he was fibbing on that, on that money. It wasn't 500K, but everyone thinks no. that he's doing better than, than what he was saying, which Bowers is one of those guys. Yeah, how, I think there's a, some easy math there. Yeah. But how yeah. would Bowers know that? I mean, the series is not even the same I, I don't know. I don't in know. any way right. that it used to be. Well, no, one one piece of math that I think anyone can do is um, you can multiply the purse times 20 wins. Yeah, that's And fair. you're already at a that's decent fair. number right there. Yeah. Right. Um, Kay Clayson, 17th. Kay just riding himself in the heat race. I don't yeah. know why he meant by that text, JT, to us, though. Like, I don't really know. Uh, what was that all about? I, I don't understand. I, I think because he passed Wageman on the first lap and I had picked Wageman or – I, I don't know, man. He, he's very uh, – he takes these these fantasy things very personally. Do you want to talk about Wageman? Because I don't. I have nothing good to say, so it's probably best that I don't. Okay. Same. <laughs> uh, all I got to say to Wageman is, dude, it's super cross. Just be aggressive. Be aggressive in the opening laps. That's all. Was he on a 450? Yeah. Okay. It wasn't like he just wrote his 250 or anything like no. that? No. Okay. No. No. I was trying to get him to get out of jail free card. Look, to some degree. I like Robbie. He's a cool kid. He was on the pulp show a couple of weeks ago, but like he's the epitome of a practice rider, right? All by himself. No problem. Tons of skill can lay down. Anything can blitz. Whoops. Looks fantastic. You put him around more than what? Two riders, JT more than three riders. And, and you, you can see a kid that has not raced enough. He was really, really, overwhelmed with what was going on around them. Yeah. I, I mean, whatever, like it's fine. Like if it wasn't for fantasy, I would just shrug my shoulders and who cares, but man, 
the only thing I would say is he is much, much better than what he oh. was showing in that race. Absolutely. Um, if he believed him, if he believed in himself a little bit more, he would have been in that main event really easily. Hartraff 18, Starling 19. I didn't have Cartwright in the main event. Good job for that. Freddie was good. Uh, I, I, he made a mistake while he was in ninth in the heat, um, which was dorky of him, but thank you for getting Brandon Hartraff in the main event. But so Henry Miller, Freddie Norn, Josh Cartwright. Good job for those guys. Um, all right. Anything else? Four fifty wise. Nope. One, one more to go. One more to go, and Webb should clinch this weekend his second championship. Someone's going to clinch. Like there will be a clinching of a title. There, will, there will be a, there will be a clinching of a title. Speaking of which, yes. Uh, Colt Nichols. I thought he was going to clinch after uh, Christian Craig in practice. Uh, that was a nasty crash. Although, like, so Christian breaks his. He's got a. Fibula, right? A fibula crack, he said, or something? Yeah. Um, I, I question why even going out there for the heat race. I mean, he literally couldn't do any, like, what, what, I mean, whatever. I guess you got to try. I don't, I don't really know, but, I mean, he couldn't ride at all. So, I, maybe he needed the purse money, you know, for the night show. Maybe he needed the 200 bucks or whatever. Um, it was weird to see him try when it was going to go that south. So. I don't think you ever really know until, you know, you, you're hoping that adrenaline takes over and you can just find some way. But I think as soon as you hit the first jump or, yeah. you know, the first strain is put on it, it's over. Yeah. yeah. I actually applaud the try because I've been in situations myself where I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. And then you either, yeah, that, that first lap tells you one way or another. So I don't think it hurt anything. Right. And well, yeah, man, there's a lot of effort being put behind that. So it's, it's, I think it's the right thing to do to try. Bummer for Christian, for sure. Weege. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, he, I, we didn't know the condition going into it. I'm sure he actually did, but yeah, you got to at least you line up on the gate and he did. Yeah. Just a bummer, just a bummer. And I don't, I, I will never, as you would say, Steve scholars will never quite understand. Like he was riding so good right before that moment. He, Blew past Nichols. I don't know if he was doing that on purpose to show him how much speed he had or if he just happened to be on the same track, part of the track at the same time. But he goes by Nichols in the whoops. He was already fastest in the first qualifier. His name was on the top of the board. But this isn't even a, hey, man, you already are on top. You don't need to log hot laps. He was just riding awesome. Yeah. But I can't count the amount of times that that has been the case with Craig and then something like this happens. Like, gosh, I will never be able to wrap my head around it. Bummer for him, for sure. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. he, might, he might never have another chance. And then now he was supposed to ride full for the outdoors, which we saw him last year crush it at. And, yeah. you know, now that's probably going to be in, in doubt. Um, and I, I, so speaking of clinching, I thought there was no chance that, uh, you know, that Colt Nichols doesn't win this race. Because Jet, to me, didn't look extra spicy at all. Jet just looked okay. I mean, he looked fast. I mean, don't get me wrong. But I'm like, oh, God, this thing's Nichols for sure. I was going to pick him for first of the finish line in Pulp Mix Fantasy even. I'm like, this, you know, Colt's got all the pressure off of him now. And, and, and we know he's the best rider in the class. So I was surprised, JT, that Colt, I mean, he blew the start. And, he, you know, he used attrition to get up into third. But yeah. Yeah, he just didn't really, didn't really look extra, you know, didn't look like the Colt Nichols we had seen. And he admitted in the press conference that, that Christian's injury, you know, screwed his head a little bit. Yeah, I, I did not uh, expect him to win after Christian went out. I, I kind of thought it would go the other way, but I did think he would get second. I thought Jet would win just because Jet has, you know, nothing, no pressure, no nothing. And, and I think Jet is – his growth curve is, is pretty strong right now. But I, I kind of expected 
Colt to lay up a bit and just to play it safe because all he needed to do was just gain solid points and move forward. And, and I don't think he was going to be taking huge chances. Having said that, he didn't ride very well. That, that wasn't a great ride from him kind of all day. The heat race was pretty easy. You know, he didn't really have any competition in it. But I don't think his main event was anything he would be he would be happy about. Um, past all that, I was shocked that those guys were not able to beat Joe Shimoda. Like, right. really, really surprised at that. Yeah. I, I, good job for, for Colt to get third, for sure. You know, he kind of used his muscle memory to get third, I feel like, he's because he's in shape. And, you know, he just kind of moved forward and, and did the jumps, as J-Bone would say. Um, yep. <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah. It was, he really struggled in those whoops. Yeah. Uh, I think if he would have been better in the whoops, maybe he gets up there and gets in that battle with, uh, with Joe and Mosman and, and, and Jeff. And early on in the day, Christian was crushing those gloves. Oh, oh my god, dude! It was it was, it was <laughs> unbelievable. He he was probably the best of anyone in any class. <laughs> he might have been. Yes, he, that's a bold claim, but you might be right. Yes. Um. So yeah, g- g- you know. Uh, the, anyways, uh, Schmoda wins. I'm not a Schmoda guy. I've never been a Schmoda guy. But maybe I'm a Schmoda guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I, I, I don't know. Like, I like, like I look at last year, right? And like, it was just attrition that he got. Th- he got third overall, did he not last year? Yep. At no point was I like, oh my god, look at Joe Shimoda on the Geico Honda, right? And no point. Then this year, at the opening rounds, he's fifth or sixth behind all the guys, and then they slowly get hurt, and it's the same situation where Shimoda's just the, in the, in spot because of injuries, never showing me much, never being wowed by him, and. And this, and now he wins a race. So good job. Like I may have to change my opinion about it. I, I don't know. I, I feel like Moseman had the worst racecraft I've ever oh. seen on, on a race. I mean, Michael Moseman should be the winner of this race. There's just, there's just no way he he's trying to make a pass in corners that you just, you can't, what are you going to do there? Michael, it's, let's say you make that pass, yeah. Michael, what are you going to do? Like, I just can't believe it. Uh, it's, 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 it was weird. I must have shaken my head five times at moves he was trying to make and in the places he was trying to make him and the it's, circumstances he was trying to make him. Oh, he was clearly faster than Joe. Yes. And then just, Oh, it was just amazing. I, I don't, I don't know. Michael Moseman should have be, should have won this race, but Shimoda did we So are you a Shimoda guy? Yeah, so I was thinking about this with Shimoda even before this. Yes, last year was one sample size. You can't really take anything into it. But when the same thing started happening this year, and we see how much chaos there is in this 250 class and how often dudes get hurt, especially the younger guys like he is, I started to think, I'm like, okay, is this not just circumstances, but is this just what he does? He's just a solid, I will just do my laps, I will not get hurt, I will not do anything crazy guy, like a... It kind of like a we see these all the time, right? That's like a chiz guy or, or right. a shorty kind of guy, right, right? right? And I'm like, maybe this is just his strength. And instead of saying he got lucky because other guys get hurt, him not getting hurt and him not crashing yeah, it's a skill. is his skill. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So now to me, this is confirmation of it because he might have been the third fastest guy, maybe even the fourth. I mean, Nichols didn't ride great, but he was at least a third at best. Yeah. Jet and Moe's member faster, and he won. Uh, so now I'm starting to think that there's something to this. Um, this is just what Shimoda is, and that is actually his asset. It's not luck. He creates were, his own luck. Were you like yeah. us, Weijin, yelling at the TV when Moseman was trying to make passes? We were. We were. Phil was there. Oh, yeah. We Phil, were. yeah we, Phil, Phil also oh, was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Phil was very – I cannot say most of the words that Phil was using <laughs> to describe 
here, I'm wondering, remember Moseman got hurt in a random deal in practice at the last race they had? He yeah, was looking good. Everything was kind of building. Like, hey, maybe Moseman yeah. can win one of these things. And then he ran into a dude in the air, didn't even crash, broke his hand. Right, yeah. So I almost am wondering if he had 10 weeks to think of, just let it come to you. Just let it come to you. Let the race come to you. Don't rush it. Don't rush it. And then when he got in that situation, he went too far with the thinking. Like, with trying to, instead of just doing natural things that racers do, I, I don't know. it was like, wait, should I try this? Wait, should I try? Oh, no, no, don't try that. Okay, go halfway. Now get on the brakes. Right. It seemed like he didn't know what to do to make a pass. So, yeah. Uh, I, did, I, I, I did like the patience he was showing because, and I was talking with uh, Olympic BMX gold medalist Connor Fields uh, during the race. He's like, okay, break this down. Like, where? what's the thought process? Like, should it be pushing here or waiting here or whatever? So I was trying to like talk through this with Connor and I, I liked the patience he was showing at the beginning because what I saw is that neither jet nor Colt really had any pace. Like they weren't able to close the gap. They weren't able to really make any advances on them, especially in the first half of the race. So that allowed Moseman to be patient. He didn't have to try to force anything. And as I saw it, if those two started to close the gap, then that has to up your urgency. You can't allow your patience to then let those two close in, right? So, and that's what we started to see as those two started to mix it up. They're slowing each other down. That's going to allow Jet back into the party. And that's what you don't want. That's, that's absolutely the worst thing for both of those two at the front. So, in essence, I like the patience he, he was showing, but I think while you're being patient there, you have to be sizing Joe up. You have to be looking for the weaknesses. You have to be finding, okay, this is where he's a little bit slow, and how do I capitalize on that? And you need to build up to that, right? So say there's a section where Joe's a little bit slower, and you know this is your best place to make a pass. You need to, you need to work towards that. And, it, okay, this is the time. You need to be right on him as you enter that section, and then make it all happen at once, like right? lead up to them, get them all at once, and then be gone, where just like Weeds, you're saying, it was these half measures, right? It was like, I don't really have the angle, but I'm going to try to force it in there anyway, and then that's going to lead to me just losing a bunch of time and having to double through the whoops this lap because I tried to force it in an angle that I didn't have. And it was just this hesitation and start-stop where I really believe you need to wait, 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 and then pick your spot, run up that lap and then make it all happen all at once and then go. And it just, no, nothing oh. like that was happening. You don't think it's good to just show your guy the front wheel and all these stupid situations. So he knows that you're right on him. You don't think that's no, the best I, way to do it. Okay. You're, you're right. I mean, that, that's what he was um, doing. It was, it was half measures that were never going to work. So and there was no plan whatsoever. Speaking of Mosman, jet Lawrence in the press conference called him brainless said we can all yeah. see what kind of rider he is. He flipped, them, like each other. He flipped them off <laughs> over the finish. Not like each other. And, I mean, I, I need to watch back, but we, sh did you see anything that, I mean, he said, you could all see that he was going to T-bone me and this take is me from out. weeks ago though. This has been going on for months. No, but this is, and he did reference that JT, like but, the earlier season stuff too. But yeah, yep. but, they, but then Mosman took him out after jet took, like, I felt like that was jet told me we're all square now. I get it. I guess we weren't, I guess they weren't square. I don't know. Uh, I did not see it the way. Jet did. I, I, I try not to be too strong in my opinions when I'm not the one actually on the racetrack, but to me, Moseman was on the inside and even maybe even checked up a little bit instead of cleaning him. Yeah. I don't... So 
I'm confused. I saw nothing out there for Jet yeah. to call him brainless and flip him off and said we can all see what kind of rider he was and he was going to take the, me down. Right. But this is, and like I said, this is all from previous. There are hard feelings bubbling just beneath the surface. And any perceived slight brings that right back, right back well. to the top. And, and that's my opinion. I don't think, yes, they were all square and everything was fine. But anything, any perceived move is going to bring all those hard feelings right back out. And that's what you saw. Uh, it's hard to do that when there's no contact made. I understand. That's why I said so, so now if you're Moseman, you're like, oh, he called me brainless in a press conference. Oh, he flipped me off. Oh, watch this. And now we're back to square one again. Great job, yep. everyone. <laughs> you know, okay. so um, I just thought it was uncalled for for Jet. If there's no actual contact made and you just think he was going to take you out, then uh, to, to, to go off on that was a little immature, but hey, whatever. But, it's it's Jet. sure. Yeah, and, and Jet's point was if I yeah. didn't. Yeah, Jet's point was if I didn't grease that corner, he yeah. would have T-bone me. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Moseman completely and totally had the angle to T-bone him if he wanted to, but he checked up. Y- yes, I feel like it's a super cross. The guy's going to come in on the inside of you. Yes, that happens. You know what I mean? My, my sorry. Yeah, I was just saying my my opinion is the brainless comments are not really from this race. They go back a long time that whatever his, his preconceived notion and his opinion of Michael Moseman is not changing, right? Just because he's not in a place where he hates him going into that main event, his feelings of Michael Moseman and the way he races were, those were decided long ago. Do not judge this in a vacuum is what you're saying. Uh, Without, without sending Steve into one some player. other alternate yeah. dimension of anger, yes. Okay, yes. Um, yeah, I see what you're saying. He's saying he was going to Tebow me, but what you mean is it's not just that one turn. He's referencing six months' worth of Yeah, he thinks stuff. he's brainless, and that's the, yeah. just the way he is, period, yeah. regardless of that particular race. Did this whole yeah, yeah. thing not start with Mosman, or Jet taking Mosman out? Correct me if I'm wrong. Was but there, Jet's point was what, I had to do it. Like if you race around that guy, you're going to get taken down. So I had to take care of business. Okay, so you take the guy me. down first, and then now you're the asshole who gets taken out. I, I, I'm confused. But anyway, I don't I know guess, what started. I really don't. I, 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 I have don't no know. idea. Okay. Yep. Um, anyways, so that should be good. It, let, anyways, we're the real winners here because we will now be watching this mm-hmm. from here on out. So we're the real winners. Hey, um, one other thing to reference: Were you watching? You were in the. You were in the press conference, Steve. Yeah. Okay. Did you see Jet? It was so Jet. It was so on brand. Jet's doing the press conference. He's in an Airbnb or a hotel or something. And there's just a women's, a girls volleyball team hanging out. Did you see this? Yeah, I did. I I, I caught, I wasn't totally paying attention to the screen. I was just listening. I had it on. Yeah. I I caught some chicks in the background. There just kept being more chicks. Like it's two. And then there's like four, and then there's like another girl walks by, right. and a lot of them are wearing volleyball uniforms. Was Ralph there? <laughs> oh, because of Jet. Yeah. He loves Jet. Was Ralph there? <laughs> like, what? Ralph's in a towel, come walking out. <laughs> hey! <laughs> it's just, I don't know what was going on, but it fit. I don't know. The, it was on brand for right, Jet. Right. Just a girl hanging out with a, a school volleyball team. Uh, I, yeah, it's a, that's awesome. Um, so they lapped sixth. They were a few seconds from lapping fifth. There was five guys out on the LCQ. <laughs> there, was, there was eight guys who started the LCQ, I believe. Four to the main event. Five finished. Five out on the track. Yes. Yeah, what happened to Thurman then, Curran and, uh, and uh, Austin Kozad? What happened to them? We know Craig, what happened to him. But. We don't want to talk about 
Theron Kerr. Oh, God. But Same. He, he hurt his shoulder. Same. I mean, he crashed in the heat and hurt his shoulder. Oh. And these guys are being assholes about it. But he was obviously in a lot of pain. Yeah, I had him too. Just right. like Wageman. Right. He was in a lot of pain. But so they're out there. Kozad is sixth. No, sorry. Garcia on the KTM. Yes. Garcia is fifth. He is miles from fourth. And he crashes in the whoops. I'm just like, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Here's, here's, here's the LCQ. Uh, yeah, it was unbelievable. It was very, very odd to watch. Yeah. Wasn't a great look. No. I mean, but I don't blame any of these riders for not going. JT, you, no. co- you covered no, it over yeah, and over. Yep. Yeah. Why would you drive all the way to Salt Lake? The purse money is garbage in this class. You have no hope of making the shootout if you're a privateer. And so why would you drive all the way to Salt Lake? Yes, absolutely. I, the, only, the only redeeming quality for me to make that drive is there's a really good chance of you making your only main event of your career. Right. That's it. Like if you could be, if you could stay up and on your motorcycle and then beat a couple guys who are also making their only main events, maybe ever, yep. uh, you have a good chance. Shout out to RJ Wageman maxing out for points and selling jerky. Uh, Robbie certainly night didn't go well, but RJ Wageman, good dude. 13th. Um, Rod Bell. Same Rod thing. Bell, yeah, Rod I Bell. I think these dudes were like, I think they did exactly what JT said. Like, let's look at this entry list and let's race two fifties and get in. Osby crashed out. He's okay though. Um, shout out he to Brian Shaw got together. Yeah. Shout good. out to Brian Marty in the weekend where we mourned Marty's retirement. A guy named Brian Marty made the main event. Kept Marty's name in the limelight. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Verizzi got sixth. Carnell seventh. Stapleton. Australian kid, eighth. Good job for that. Stapleton was having a rough go with the uh, going a lap down situation. Yes, he was. Yes, yeah, he was. Yeah, not happy. Really racing. He was not happy. Really racing those guys. Oh yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. That's. I think there were a lot of people not happy with him. Right. 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 No, I, I was saying he was so not happy. He was racing them. He was like, "Yeah, screw right. you, okay. screw you." Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Um, all right. Uh, so yeah. Anyways, that that's it. That's the 250 class. It's it's. Was that the weakest 250 Supercross we've ever seen? Didn't this happen in Toronto or something once? Even with not that was those 450 Torontos. Oh, it was a 450. I know there was an LCQ well, where BBMX swept it. the podium one year. Yes, but that doesn't. That wasn't even a race for points, so I'll leave that one out. But I knew there was a regular Toronto race, but that was the 450 class. Yeah, 450, yeah, 450 class, class. 23 okay. guys. Everybody made the main event. Mo had to start on the back row because he was the slowest qualifier. <laughs> they just felt bad. They just said, "Yeah, they yeah, were, we'll take." 23. Yeah, I guess they just were like, "Yeah, JT is probably involved in the meetings." They probably just were like, "We're not going to cut one guy." So I yeah, they just they well they knew it was going to look just like it did. It was going to be the worst. LCQs and it just yeah. Why don't we save time here? Why you know? Yeah, there there are much better things so we did can we, do with our effort. Did we not have a two fifty LCQ that night or four fifty LCQ that night? There was not. Okay. So. Really? No. Wow. I remember that race. I don't we rode that. heat races for gate pick, yep. and that was it. And that was it. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's back to the as oh, you say. And, oh, sorry, sorry, we, sorry, Weech. Yep. Uh, Neg yep. dog. Shout out to Neg dog. Fourteenth heat race. Yes, right out of the heat. God, you love it. Got to love some Nagy out there. All right. Sorry, Weech. Uh, again, maybe this is me engaging with the crackpot theorists <laughs> out there. But people are like, what's wrong with the entries? What's wrong with the entries? And I know where they're going with this. They want to 
turn this into a let's bash four strokes, let's bash fell, let's bash purse money, let's bash this. There's a problem. Sports dying. I know that's where they want to go. I know that's why they're asking me the question. But where was everyone a month ago when the entries were like at a high and they had to have C and B practice in both classes because the entries? So I don't hear anybody say anything then. Yep. I don't hear anybody say anything then. Yep. That's yeah. The yeah. The entries. A month have, ago, we yeah. had a lot more entries than we usually do, but I heard no comments from anyone on that. But as soon as the entries go down, it's four strokes, fell, tracks, purse, blah. <laughs> Weed, you got to let this stuff go, man. You got well, stuff. I, I mean, when you have an East Coast round in Salt Lake City, these things happen. Thank you. That's not a horrible reason. That's like a completely legit, yeah, logical yeah, reason. It's yeah. not all evil. Like, this is proof that we should race two strokes or whatever it might be. I just, having five guys on the track for the LCQ and they're all spaced out was odd. <laughs> that was, yeah, very odd. But Shout out to our guy, Kellen Brower, who had the joke of the night. He, uh, he said, here's the theme of the LCQ, and he posted the five guys burgers and fries logo oh ooh, nice that is so, a good one that is a good one he, hey marvin won so he's on an all-time high oh yeah he's pumped marv's back he's, he's on an all-time high marv, <laughs> he is always <laughs> marv squeaks out a win at round 16 and and everything he's been yelling about probably feels justified fernando tatis hits multiple home runs yes <laughs> marvin muskan wins the race it's just it all is all coming together mm -hmm. hey kellen has actually always been there for marv yeah i'm questioning you're always being there for marty Oh, no, 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 no. Don't you ever question that. <laughs> Listen, I've, I have JT? said, I've publicly said. Come on. I've publicly said that the mask and the gun comment was too much, too far. Okay. I've said that. I've apologized. But that disqualifies you from always being there. But, JT, when I say these things, it's out of a passion. It's out of a passion for him. Yeah, I know the passion. I just no, don't think the, the passion was on the other side. The passion of love. <laughs> Is why I say these things. Oh, okay. okay. And, and but the mask of the gun was a bridge too far. <laughs> I, I I admitted this. This it was he did not he was not holding team managers for ransom. That was not happening. So, anyways, we're all bringing it back to Marty. All right. Anything else? <laughs> what you know what I, next time we do one of these live shows i suggest a completely new format we take these six or seven topics that you guys battle on we'll have was he always there for marty could Roxon have won this title this year a couple of those and why don't we get a jury going we'll pick a jury and we'll have court and we will I, i'm fine with that i'm i'm totally fine with that and i think you liked it all right okay so uh we each we're connected again. I, we can't figure out the phones, but you want to, you want to get a, a jury on the next live show. I think so. Yeah. Right. Mathis versus JT defense. Um, you know, wh whatever it is, get your lawyers. Uh, and, uh, I, I think the only way we can accurately determine were you always there for Marty? Could Kenny have won the title? There are probably seven more. I, I agree. I'm ready. JT. I will, I will put this to a jury of our peers. Uh, all it's going to do is end up arguing and it's, it makes me mad, and then I'm in a bad mood. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's – nothing fruitful is coming from this. Only uh, more I will anger. take this jury trial 100%. Yep. Can we just settle out of court? No. No, we cannot. Um, <laughs> no, all right. I want to rehash all the evidence. I want to hear oh. it all. I want all the pretty evidence. <laughs> God. Uh, all right. Uh, that's a wrap. We got to go. We just got to – we just got doing stuff with his kids today. I can't believe it. Um, so we that's – an hour and uh, half – this is about as long as we ever go. 
Um, so thanks to the folks at Fly Racing. Thank you to uh, Maxis and Renthal. Cobalinks, motorsport.com, Onyx Maps, uh, Arma guys all on board with us. Salt Lake City 1 is a wrap. JT, are you coming back for Salt Lake City 2? Do we know yet? I do not know. I would say okay. less than 50% chance, but I don't know. So if you don't come, then I will run the Fly Show, and I will get everybody's money. Well, I, I don't get paid to run the Fly Show. I'm, I'm an okay. employee, but like, sure, whatever, whatever you need to do. I have Weege's money? You already get that. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you're already getting that. Poor Weege. JT, you're going to do 16 out of 17. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. We'll you got a good point, Weege. That's bullshit. Well, I have a, a, group of, a group of friends are going uh, to Mexico, and that's the only weekend they can go. So uh, if I have to miss one to get to go to Mexico, then so be it. What Are you on the Weege plan of travel where seven days out you don't know where you're going? <laughs> No, there there are some variables. I, my my plans are booked. Okay, uh, all right. But if they if they all bail had to bail for some reason, uh, there's a few things going on that are out of my control. So well, we just theory on travel. Why worry about that travel tomorrow when it's not tomorrow yet? Right. No, I'm booked to go. If right. if, if, if everything go if they all go, I'm going. If right. for some reason they're like, ah, oh, we can't go, then I'll go to Salt Okay, all right. Well, uh, Weege, you won't be there. You'll be getting your pipes ready for the opening round of motocross series. Actually, next weekend is a live uh, American flat track race on TV from uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway, ironically. And I think it comes on right after Supercross. So there we go. Oh, so if everybody wants to yeah. hear, hear Weed, you'll be at the flat track race. Perfect. All right. Supercross signs off. I think that's how we timed it out. Yep. All right, boys. Uh, thanks very much. Appreciate it. Anything else on Salt Lake Sioux? Anything else? Salt Lake 1. Salt Lake 1. Anything else? Nope. This podcast is dedicated to Martin Davalos. Thanks, guys. Let's do, because why not? Yeah. Thanks, boys. See you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as... The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Miguel was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. 
The Daughter Rhyme Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. You know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years.